呪いを解くならまずは呪いを知らなきゃね何しに来たんだ何がしたい何が欲しい何を叶えたいリカちゃん何力を貸して Episode 190 something. 196.、Right? I think it's 96. It's a cool, where I'm from, cool、uh, Sunday evening post hurricane Florida. I'm Jason. I w a n t one last one for the season, baby. I know, man. What's going on with you, dude?、Uh, you know, man, not too much, dude. You know, just like rocking and rolling.、Uh, you know, getting into some good, good, good shonen, man.、Oh, Telling、yeah. you what, man. Well, this is a podcast where two guys get together and talk about pop culture stuff. And sometimes that's anime. Yes. Sometimes that's manga. Sometimes, sometimes that's movies. Most of the time, it's movies. Most of the time. I would say most of the time. Other times, other stuff. And today, it's an anime time. Woo, baby. It's an anime time.、Uh, a movie that, Zach, you, you've already seen. You talked、yes. about on the pod when you saw it. Yeah,、um, I did. And I, I read it. But now, I'm finally, now I've finally seen it. Yeah. And、uh, I can't remember what it's called, though. What's it called? Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Zero. Jujutsu、the、Kaisen Zero. Official prequel to the Jujutsu Kaisen series. I think the way that it is is that this was like the first five, I think it's like five or six yeah, chapters、yeah. that were like the, the、uh, what is it? Pilot, basically, for the manga.、Uh, when it was originally. Wherever, whenever he submitted them. And then they picked up Jujutsu Kaisen. And he was like, hey, well, I've got these six chapters. I think it's actually eight, something like that. Yeah. Eight, much, eight makes more sense.、Um, but he was like, I've got all these. Just publish these two. Well, the sad thing is, and we'll get into it as we get into the movie talk、mm-hmm. of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the prequel、um, movie, is、yeah. that、uh, even when reading it, And then also from seeing it now,、mm-hmm. um, it should have been called Jujutsu Kaisen, what the manga should have been about entirely. Yeah, I agree. And we've talked about this before.、Um, but I definitely like Yuta as a main character more than Yuji. He's more dynamic. And like getting into the movie in and of itself, the relationship that he has. With Rika is much more compelling and interesting than like Yuji's like forced relationship with Sukuna. I like, will also is, say I, I think that the relationships between Yuta and the entire grade are、yeah. in- infinitely more interesting than the three main characters of the actual series. I like、uh, Kobeni. I like the girl. I like her, I, I like her personality and I like her power a lot. Um, specifically with like the, the voodoo straw doll thing. I think there's like interesting applications that they've done with that. But yeah, Yuji's like, I don't know. He's like, I mean, we were talking about it a little bit earlier, but he's like the boring protag powers. Like he's like, I punch good. And like、yeah. that's his power. And like his power up is like, I punch better. Like、yeah. at least Sasuke, Sasuke clone is like a little <laughs> bit interesting with like the shadow. Creatures, like、yeah. that's a little bit more like interesting and、uh, creative. Like, I think、mm-hmm. the other two characters at least have like creating creative abilities along with them.、Um, I but... actually honestly feel like, though, and this could just be me, and obviously we're dipping into the manga too, or the anime, at least I haven't seen the anime. Yeah. Or I haven't seen all of it.、Um, comparing the casts of the classes, I、mm-hmm. like the class of the sophomores, is what it is. Uh, they're sophomores in the main anime, yeah. Yeah, so the sophomore class of the main show, Yuta,、yeah. and then、uh, Maki, Maki, Panda, and, Panda and, and、um, oh shit, what's his name? 
the voice guy. He, I think it's like Itadori. No, that's the main character. No, nah, it's I think it's like Ichimanji or something. Izumaki, I think, something, or something like, that. like that. The guy who can't talk. Um, yeah. But the guy who can't talk. But like, I like not only do I like their group dynamic more because they're mm-hmm. much more personable. One, two, yeah. they have a better dynamic because they care about Yuta intrinsically as pe- as a person. Yeah. Beyond being just a demon slayer or whatever reference, mm-hmm. demon hunter, whatever. Other than just being like the vessel for like this fucking powerful ass demon. Yeah. yeah. And then three, characteristically, they're all different from one another, so they're interesting. But yeah. the main the main three of the actual show, you have Sasuke clone, also slash Sai clone slash yeah. whatever, and then you have brooding strong girl. And then mm-hmm. you have happy-go-lucky, infinitely powerful man-boy. Yeah. that's It's literally the archetype central, and they don't break that type. But at least... No. But at least well, Sasuke at least clone with has... With the girl, at least, that they, at least as far as I've read up to so far, she's at least not a Sakura clone, which no, is like no. fucking useless-ass bitch. Like, at least she does sure. stuff and is able to, like, actually contribute to, like, the team... Yeah, demon slaying dynamic. But even as a character, and obviously I'm I'm not up to date on Jujutsu Kaisen, so it could be different now. But yeah. even where I read up to when you see Yuta again, it's my opinion. Obviously, I feel mm-hmm. like a uh, Hammer Girl, mm-hmm. boring. Like she obviously they 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 probably give her some sort of character flaw mm-hmm. to deal with. We know Sasuke guy has mm-hmm. the masterful spell that he's holding tighter. Yeah. He ends up using anyways later or whatever the fuck, right? He uses it and he still yeah. survives. So that's dumb. But at least we know with the sophomore kids that like there's a f- – in the movie specifically, especially – but even later on it doesn't change. There yeah. is a palpable hindrance to their abilities. Yeah. Panda is – what is he? Is he human? Is he born? Is he man? Is he animal? He's made. Yeah. Man as Frankenstein's monster. You have the girl who's from a, a clan who is uh, banished, hated, can't even see demonic energy. Can't even – basically is uh, no power human sorcerer. She has to use specific glasses that nobody else has to use to even right. see curses. She can only fight with so ninja tools, which is got, inherently debilitating. So we got the Rock Lee hanging out here yeah. who has to like you know either push through the limits, has a limit, and has to have weaponry to – move yeah. her up or has to find a source of energy that is not known to man yet that she will reclaim or make a deal with a demon or something right yeah and then you have and the, then my favorite fucking character dude yeah, my favorite fucking character fucking speech guy yeah the guy who, the guy. guy who can only talk in recipe stuff because his he can power, only talk in rice ball ingredients right. is what they said because it inherently is something that you can't it's not a command so there's right. no cursed power behind it and and that means that he is going to be misunderstood he's going to be inumaki uh, inumaki he's going to be misunderstood he's going to be disrespected he's going to be confused yeah. with he's going to have a hard life in tr- and then you have the main character yuta who is literally cursed by a yeah. vengeful spirit that is attacking people at his own fault so yeah. in that cast alone you yeah. have four infinitely more interesting characters than punch kick guy who learns everything in two seconds yeah who has the infinite source of power being the number one demon of all time Well, he's basically he's the naruto because he's basically got the fucking nine-tailed fox in his body that's basically Mm -hmm. the same fucking thing except that you know there's infinitely more fingers that he can keep eating and get stronger and stronger and stronger and naruto had to learn how to fight yeah, I mean, I guess the the parallel would be that Naruto had to learn to train to use more tails from the nine tailed spirit or it, whatever. It wasn't, but also like it wasn't like. Uh, but it wasn't like he just found a tail and was like instantly powered up. And he had but to, like, even train before Yuji, Yuji, yeah, Yuji. Before even Yuji swallowed the first finger, he was still good at fighting. So it wasn't. Dude, like, I'm, I'm telling you, I think I talked about this when I first watched the series, like. I think two or three years ago, that was like his first introduction is like he fucking throws a shot put ball yeah. like it's fucking baseball. But and like it, that's not 
fucking normal. Though there's no moment in the scene where he's having to punch Neji through the ground after using trickery. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or, or, or trick Kiba to win the fucking... He's Naruto for the first season of the show. There's no, yeah, there's no point where he has to actually like try to use his brain a little bit. Yeah, the, whole, the entire first half of Naruto before the time skip is him barely winning... Yeah, he almost always is, like, fucking horribly battered and beat up yeah. before he finally wins. Whereas Yuji's like, okay, I can literally just learn this new technique in five seconds because I'm the yeah. best. And that's cool, but my point being, like, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero literally shows me, in animation form, obviously movie quality animation, that, like, yeah. this cast of characters is the best cast because if you give me the other cast, the main, the main cast... Plus Gojo, who is literally yeah. like superpower man central, can't do anything yeah. wrong, can't lose. How do I ever expect anything to go wrong in Jujutsu Kaisen when I have the f- like four characters that can do whatever they want? Yeah. Whereas like I feel like you're – we can get into the movie now, but like the premise of the movie, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, is that we have this main character who's thrown into a scenario that he does not understand or know, which is a classic tale – yeah, but then also to learn that it's his fault because of his own history of family familiar no yeah ancestry ancestry and the, yeah the the way not the way that he grew up because clearly he didn't know that he was related to this at blood, all but bloodline just like his inherent bloodline forced this girl into like this fucking also like fucking terrible fucking life yeah she's fucking cursed in the afterlife and like is forced to tang around with him and like you know the implications of that are fucked up but i mean in the moment story-wise you're like oh well i mean but they do love each other and clearly he still she still loves him even at the end because i think i remember this after watching it for the second time i think i kind of missed that before but they basically or i skimmed over it but like she could have made him die yeah, she could have exacted some sort of yeah. price from him, but no, she still liked him. So she was like, "Look, I just want you to, you know, be keep, happy, keep living, like, yeah, yeah, keep living." And you know, and you learn that, and obviously, when you see him again in the manga later, he still has Rika, so mm-hmm. you, you know that it's a a version of his power that's manifested because it's not yeah. the actual person that he's that he was cursed. So like, just that that storyline alone as a main character is like. This guy who has who has absolutely no idea that he is related to one of the highest powered yeah. clans, whatever, shaman kings, whatever the fuck, of all time. And then all of a sudden, he is cursing his dead friend. Yeah. As a main character, that's already more interesting. And the premise behind it is him having to learn how to deal with it. And that's mm-hmm. – and they show in the movie too, like, you know, the scenes where um, – in the movie where – He's doing the mission with the guy who can't talk. Yeah, I mean, I think that's some of my favorite moments of the first two missions that he's on, which is like the first mission, obviously, is the elementary school where he has to actually get his resolve of like, what the fuck are you going to be doing at this fucking school? Because at this point, he doesn't know. He's like a depressed, sad boy. He wants to kill himself. Doesn't know how to. Yeah. And then for some reason, Gojo is like, oh, well, if you just stay in here, it's lonely. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right. And I'm like... You didn't think that part through, but yeah. Um, but he makes the but, comment so, to himself though, like, "I'm happy to have friends, but once I get through this and when it's over with, I go back to being yeah, normal." Regular like, the promise of Gojo was, "I'm gonna get you to the end of this curse. I'm not gonna I'm, like, I, you're useful to me until the we, until we rectify the curse." So he right. so he's living his life knowing that he has a time limit on this union. It's until the end when we realize that Gojo has learned that there's actually – oh, he actually has a power that we – just intrinsically yeah. has power that we can use. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know that. So like – No. You know, whereas Yuji is like – he has power already. We know this. He's going to have some sort of fucking yeah. t- twist on the end where he's like, oh, by the way, you come from – you know, whatever the fuck. This fucking long ass fucking line or whatever. Your fucking grandpa was this. He fucking hid it from you to try to make you have a normal life. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. All this shit. Oh, you yeah. didn't know that? You know, actually our family has been sense of, of hosts for powerful demons for years. And yeah, something like that. No, secretly I've trained you to take sports their whole life. That way you could be the best vessel for whatever. Whatever the fuck. There you go. Um, but like the idea that this kid is just a guy. And, you know, 
it's thrust upon him to um and then he actually has to like train i mean there are multiple like times not like long time skips but there's definitely like time has progressed pretty rapidly in this movie where i mean they start off in I don't know. I'd probably say they start off in probably like the spring, early summer, and by the end of the movie, it's a little past winter, I would probably say. Yeah. It's probably like end of winter into beginning of spring. So almost like a full year has passed by the time you get to like the end of the movie. Yeah. He's fucking training that whole time, dude. Fucking drilling it. Yeah. And I I like that the movie itself, besides the fact that it looks amazing, um, Mm -hmm. character design for Utah is like super 90s yeah well he's got the fucking he's got the fucking high top sneakers you got the fucking gray pants you got that fucking and i i like his uh design a lot it was i was thinking about it again which is that like his design is interesting to me because nobody else has that yeah like nobody else has the white and the gray like everybody else just wears like the blue yeah Yuji's thing is he has a fucking red hoodie. That's his fucking accessory to the whole outfit. Um, But nobody else has, like, anything that, like, looks dramatically different except for him. And I'm wondering if that's because of the, like – and I guess they don't really explain. Maybe they do later in the manga. I doubt it. But I may – maybe that's, like, his designation as, like, a fucking special grade that they're, like, all right, well, you're, like, a fucking badass, so we're going to give you this fucking – different uniform to signify how different you are i don't know i i think i i don't think that because gojo that's true Gojo's but, still I, wearing... but i i hear well gojo just wears his own shit he doesn't yeah. even wear like what other teachers but well I, I guess he kind of does he does yeah. he wears the blue thing but i, I yeah. think i think it's what it is and i could be completely wrong i think it's this i think the mangaka actually thinks you is a better main character i believe it and he's like well you know Maybe I should go with the safer bet, which is going to be Punch Kick Boy. I mean, I'm sure that his after the prologue was done, I'm sure that he sat down with an editor, and an editor was like, "This is a good character, but like, this is not going to sell." He's going to have to come back and be the mentor. You need you need a Punch Kick Boy to well, sell. Like, here's the picture of Yuta in the manga. Like, yeah, they, they they he he makes him look broodier. Yeah. Like he goes from having Oh yeah, like, the time skip he definitely looks brutal. From instead yeah. of having, you know, the 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 comb, the comb, the hair just just down on his face, he has But well, you kind of see that at the end of this movie as well cuz yeah, he starts the whole movie's got the whole protagonist spiky hair and yeah. then at the end once they uh time skip a little bit to when he's in Africa, I'm guessing is when you see him again in the manga as well, yeah. but he comes back he's definitely got the straighter long down you know, he, uh, he has like the emo pushover come over. Hat. Yeah. Like a, like a, like a uh, what's it called? I can't remember what it's called, but the, it's like pushed remember. over to the side, but mm-hmm. like, you know, his outfit reminds me of like Canada, like Akira. Mm. Yeah. Like, I get that. The jacket, like the highest, the high jacket kind of. Yeah. With the um, high collar. Yeah. But to me, it, it like, he looks like a very nineties kind of guy, but mm-hmm. to me it also, uh, it's such a cool looking design that purely in design makes me go, man, this character looks cooler than the main character of the show. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so story-wise, mm-hmm. begins with him cur- fucking f- wrecking people on accident. Yeah, he's fucking getting... Well, you also have, like... It's a fucking weird way to start out where you got bullies that are basically talking about how they're going to fucking cream in their jeans to fucking beat the shit out of this kid. Yeah, weird. And I was like, it's a very strange way, but then they all get stuffed into a shoe locker. So that, I mean, that was fine. Which is so, badass. It's a good ass shit, especially because like, you know, it's coming, but like the moment where he's like, stay away from me, and he's blowing, he's like, oh, he's telling me to stay away from me. He's like, no, not you, bitch. Yeah, love it. That's fantastic. Yeah, I I really like the concept of a a monster haunting you with mm-hmm. best intentions. Yeah, like to, it's like a monster that you. That you're the monster that you don't know that, mm-hmm. but there's it's protecting you and will do any sort of violent act. I, to I, you, I yeah. really like that idea, and I think the story does it really well of having him be super reluctant to do anything and him having mm-hmm. to work through that fear of action and having Maki right, yeah, have her be like so like over it at the beginning because she's had she doesn't have any of that natural ability yeah, she doesn't have anything that he has yeah and it's very clear that they make that 
that's the jealousy there. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, the quasi-crush, maybe? It kind of is, like, the end. There's definitely, like, something there at one point. I think it's right before uh, Ghetto attacks the school. They have, like, that moment in the classroom together. Yeah. And then outside, it's like, okay, maybe there's, like, kind of something there. But there's also, like, this fucking scary-ass demon that would literally rip you apart if you tried anything on him. So. Well, I bet now that he has it gone, he's in control. Now he's now they're like, maybe now they're all friendly. It's possible. I don't know. I could see it. Um, but it's also like I don't know the way he's written him is like that relationship with Rika is like so central to his character. I don't know. It'd be. Well, Rika's gone now though. But she's still there in the afterlife, and she's yeah. waiting on him. She's waiting well, he, on him. He got move. He has to move on. Dude, get new girls. To talk he got to move on. Still I, on Earth, gets still got flesh and blood, baby. I I, I do like, uh, and this is gonna be a lot about what I talk about because it's so much better. Um, mm-hmm. The way that the animation serves his his style. Yeah, yeah. Like the 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 sword fighting stuff looks great, and so does the the Rika form like manifesting. Yeah. To aid his style, whatever fighting, because mm-hmm. in the way that they animate Maki fighting is like really really great. Yeah. It looks really well, good. Well, I mean, I think that's – and you haven't obviously seen that much by them, but – Yeah, no, I know. Um, MAPPA, in general, does action scenes really, really well. What, what, what else um, have they done? I would, the what? what else well, they, they did – it was a dog shit show, but the action scenes in it were great, which were – they did their adaptation of God of High School, mm-hmm. which I think I showed you the trailer of, so that's good. Mm-hmm. They're doing the latest seasons of Attack on Titan um, – Basically, like, the whole final season, the final season, final season part two, and part three that's coming out, I think, next year, are all done by MAPPA. Okay. Um, they're also doing, um, they're doing Chainsaw Man right now. Okay. Um, they're also doing, um, oh shit, what else is there? I think they're taking over Vinland Saga, too. Um, uh, what else? They've done a bunch. Like, okay. action series in particular, like, they, it's, it's clear, like action is their forte they're right. they're really good at it and the series that they have done really showcase that they're really good at action yeah i can see that because i mean the, and obviously this has more higher budget than the show does mm-hmm. for you know the, the time allotted but the, yeah uh, the choreography that is like done in the movie with the camera turns and the style especially going from like magic stuff with is it ghetto or ghetto or Ghetto? Uh, Ghetto. I think it's Ghetto. Um, yeah. The bad guy shaman man. Yeah. Uh, with his style of fighting, between Yuta's style, between uh, Maki's style, and between Gojo's style. Like, everything looks really, really cool and, like, crisp and pretty. And I was watching the thing, forgetting that I'm watching a movie, because I realized, like, if I ever watch the show, it's not going to be, yeah. it's not going to be this good. Spoiler, no, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's still like decently good, but it's definitely not movie quality good. I mean, like, I mean, it's obviously a movie, so they put more into it, but like, it is, it is on another level in the yeah. movie for sure. I also really like, and this goes back to the story thing. So, but, um, speaking of Gojo, though, who mm-hmm. everyone loves, I think he's boring as fuck. But um, I mean, I get, I mean, most people like him because he's hot obviously um he's fucking he's got the kakashi thing going on yeah, so everybody does, likes yeah. him for that um i like the personality of his is interesting he's got the fucking like he's almost like dante in a sense like he does yes like yes. he's like really fucking jokey and like does not take anything really seriously for the most part uh there are a couple of moments in this movie in particular where like you can see that like it gets a little bit serious, mostly when he's dealing with Ghetto. It gets yeah. a little more serious. But yeah, for the most part, and like it's more so in the show because that relationship for him is not really there in the show, at least where we're at right now. So it's like the jokiness level from him, like the Dante-ness of it is like <laughs> fucking Spinal Tap turned to 11. Yeah, so. and I don't like it because yeah, I, I love Dante. Um, mm-hmm. But Dante loses sometimes yeah he has to work um the problem with gojo and this movie also is a a prime example of it which is that he has all the answers all time always 
Yeah, I mean, it's the problem with his character, and I mean, I get it. Like, I know in the manga, it, it, like, the whole crux of basically to get the actual main plotline started is like, okay, how the fuck do we take Gojo out of the picture? Because <laughs> I've yeah. written this character into a point where, like, he's so fucking overpowered that, like, to actually have a real threat, I have to take him out, yeah. out of the story. Which is even then, like, kind of, like, far-fetched. Yeah. But, you know, to, but with the movie, my point being that, like, you have a guy who's supposed to, Greg, father nurture Utah because he has all the answers, mm-hmm. which I like. I'm cool with that. But you have a character who cannot lose and knows everything and everyone knows he knows everything. Yeah. But then also try to play him like super duper goofball, goofy tune. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I would like the character more if he was as powerful, but the goofiness, lackadaisical stuff was so strong that he never got involved. Mm. So then it became a bigger deal, like if he like actually It'd be a bigger got involved. deal if he actually joined the fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like Dante is goofy by nature because he probably had to be because Virgil and also because Virgil's so serious. So yeah. they have the, that that balance between the characters or whatever. And their life fucking sucked. So, of course, you're going to yeah. be goofy, pizza town, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Woohoo! Yeah, you know? But also, like, with Gojo being so whatever, mm-hmm. it I would almost rather him be super-duper serious and, like, struggle to win fights but still be the best. Yeah. But then – or or be so lazy that he never gets involved and then the bad guys have to be like, well – Let's not push it, but we can probably get away with this because Gojo doesn't give a fuck. Right. I think that'd be a more interesting aspect for sure. If, like, you had to, yeah, like, have the villains, like, walk a tightrope to, like, not push it far enough that you have to actually get Gojo involved. Because if Gojo fought Gato, the fight would have been over. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially, you know, where the movie ends up, which is like, okay. Well, we know the manga, so we know he doesn't kill him. So then... They're just like meeting in the alley, and it's like okay, but you're like if you wanted to kill him, you could just do it right there. Exactly, and you could have just done it. Exactly. And like I get it. It's like the whole. That's like another like fucking Naruto Sasuke parallel. It's like okay, I get it. Like you're fucking like best friends. You're like blood brothers without the blood. Yeah. I get it, but also at the same time, like, I mean, it, you've talked th- about that's this the problem, for half this movie about like how like evil this guy is and right, like what and, he's and doing that's really the problem i have with the series as whole series as a whole and the movie thankfully only has a little bit of it involved in it because it really focuses on on, on yuta's own yeah like possession or whatever curse mm-hmm. but like it's the it's the concept that or the idea that um gojo is is jesus yeah and he does have he does want what's best for the academy or whatever mm. it's called, the society. But then he's the best. So, like, if you're morally good and your intentions are, are the protection of the students and the protection of Tokyo or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're also the best, the series loses any sort of stress factor because we know that you can do it. And then he says in other stuff, like, okay. If it's not me, then it's Yuta. He's the next guy. Yeah. And if it's not Yuta, it's Yuji. Yeah. He's the other next guy. So, but between, and from what we've seen, the next Gojo is is Yuji because Yuta ha- seems to have unlimited potential. It seems like, but at the same time, has had to work more for what he's yeah. been given. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the whole movie is him having to work for work to barely win against he basically has to we were talking about this before the show but the whole movie is spoiler the end of the the only way he wins the fight is him having to do a gone from yeah he basically has to like unleash rika's like full potential to take down what ghetto was and not even fully take down just like take his arm off yeah well i mean i guess the way I saw that attack was more of him just trying to clear out the fucking 4,000 demons or whatever they were sending this way, plus, like, the actual Tamamai, Tamayo Nome, Tome, uh, whatever the fuck that fox demon is. I, I would have thought you would want to kill the bad guy. 
Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess like it would be more of like an uh, an incidental killing of the bad guy just because the bad guy was that general direction. But the way that I, well, that's not true. I guess he did really want to kill him. That was kind of the whole thing. Saying the whole and time, you, you hope that if you kill him, the other bag, the other demons will lose their whatever. But like, yeah, he 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 has to make the contract or whatever the deal is with with Rika to give up his own, yeah, to, to finally go away with her because it's his own fault for mm-hmm. unlimited potential or whatever potential she has as yeah. a spirit to assist him, and then he doesn't even kill the bad guy. But no. then we know that Gojo can easily kill the bad guy. He could have easily killed him, yeah. So it shows you that, like, even at max potential, Yuta still is not the guy. Yeah. Well, it's like, and it's also, I mean, I think this movie does a better explanation of showing, like, how OP Gojo is compared to the the show. Because the show doesn't really explain his powers. Yeah. It's very brief in the movie, but it is an explanation of, like... He just fucking rips shit apart at, like, the fucking atomic level, atomic which is, like, how the fuck do you even fight against something like that? Exactly. You, you fucking, like, rip apart, like, fucking matter. Like, what the fuck? He can, like, put you in a fucking showering gun. He can, like, shoot laser beams at you. Yeah. He can fly. His fucking domain, like, puts you in a thing where, like, you don't even, like, feel your entire existence. Like, what the fuck? How do you even, it's, like, fight against that? It is the most fist of the North Star, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Most, like, OP of OP I hit you shit. five fingers, you explode. Like, okay. Yeah. I hit you with four, so don't watch out for my my fifth one. You might explode. Um, and the, thankfully, the movie is so little of that. But the even the ending of the movie still is fixed upon Gojo discovering the plot line of his bad guy friend. Yeah, because really the whole ending wouldn't even have happened, yeah, if he hadn't realized that Ghetto wasn't there and set, like, Panda and them off. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, Maki was basically dead. Dead. And then he probably would have fucking snuck up on Yuta and fucking killed him. And or even then, he's like, you, oh, you knew that it would have helped Yuta exercise the curse, didn't you? Oh, no, I, maybe I did. Maybe I yeah. knew it was. I trusted you or whatever so the fuck fucking, he said. Yeah. It's so terrible. Yeah. Storytelling. Let me tell you, though. Uh-huh. Jason. Lay it on me. Let me tell you what I absolutely loved about this movie. Sure. And that's the Night of a Thousand Demons. Yeah. Because they expanded on that shit so much, and I loved it. Because um, you especially get to see, like, a l- each of the characters that, like, you kind of see in the show get, like, their own little part. Like, yeah. my fucking boy, Nanami, fucking salary man. Mm-hmm. Fucking bitches up. I was like, hell yes. Yeah. Love you. And then fucking uh, greedy girl who has her giant axe. And I was like, oh, you got a battle axe? Hell yeah. Let's fucking do this shit. Yeah. Uh, the only one you didn't really see is the principal, which kind of sucked. Um, yeah. but yeah, like seeing more of like actual, like jujitsu sorcerers, like not students, like doing shit and like fucking shit up. I was yeah. like, hell yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I had a question about this too. And I'll ask you in a second, but uh, I'm hoping yeah, yeah. I don't forget, but, um, my favorite character in the show who I don't know anything about mm-hmm. is the, um, the samurai girl, the katana, oh, yeah, yeah, katana yeah. girl, the blue hair girl. She's yeah. the best. I uh, don't know anything about her. Don't know her name. She reminds me of a character from Fairy Tale who looks just like her, which is probably why. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I've, I've never touched Fairy Tale really, so I'm not uh, sure. A similar, similar look to her. Um, okay. But I. So my question was this. Yeah. Those characters with the girl with the sword, the girl with the gun, that's mm-hmm. from a different school. Yeah, that's in the show. That's yeah, that's from the sister school. So let me ask you this, Zach. Why the yeah. fuck is there another school? Because we know the freshman class has three goddamn people. Yeah, I don't know why there's another school. Because we know him, and if we look at counterpart, well, they're... also they're all. I mean, they're all uh, freshmen, like uh, Utah and all of them are. But in the show, they're all like sophomores. Yeah. Like the only reason that, like Yuji and all of them participate is because they don't have enough students, and so they're like, oh, we'll mix first and second years. Yeah together but you know the fucking but i have no idea i think that i don't know much about japan's layout but i'm assuming that they're like in a different part of the sure country but let's just compare to other demon hunting school shows yeah blue exorcist Mm -hmm. very similar concept yeah very similar very very similar concept Mm -hmm. uh one school yeah they all they moved they all moved to one place from what i remember it's been a long time 
But there are mm-hmm. people from different regions come to the school to learn how to do this. If, if your class I mean, Demon has... Slayer, there's the one headquarters. I mean, there's not really like one school type of thing, but there's definitely like one demon headquarters. Speaking from fantasy novel world, I read yeah. a lot of fantasy novels. A lot of these There's places, always the one magic school, dude. These places, not even magic school specifically, but also like um, the series I was reading that's new. That's mm-hmm. It's basically like Judge Dredd slash a Warhammer 40k kind of character. I mean, that like, sounds like my he's like a, he's like a judge jury executioner kind of character mm-hmm. and he has like each of these characters have different abilities that they are good at invoking and his is like you can like tell big people tell the truth all mm. these different kind of abilities right it's called the way of something i can't remember what it is but it, it, the first book came out i really really enjoyed it i can find it for you if you want it but the, but he has i would love it yeah. he has an apprentice with him who's who tells the story from her perspective but she's like an apprentice or like a bookkeeper Right, so she's having to like do like the paralegal work or whatever for him, mm-hmm. um, and she, you know that's kind of like the way that the, the apprenticeship you travel around and you like do shit and you learn that way. Mm-hmm. So I would get that if that was the way that the school was set up, but I'm confused because there's only just how does how are there enough uh, jujitsu sorcerers if you're only outputting three uh, three students or four students of fucking four years. Yeah, I think that's the other thing that, yeah, world-building-wise, I don't understand. Because, yeah, especially in this movie where you get to 9,000 demons and you see that there's a good number of jujutsu sorcerers out there. But you go to the school and, yeah, there's like... nobody. There's, like, classes of, like, three people. And then you go to the other school. They only have one class that's full of, like, six people. Yeah. And it shows you that the, the, yeah. the, the overall world, and the movie doesn't do anything for this either, the overall mm-hmm. world is so unexplored. Mm-hmm. Un unfilled uh, in that yeah. for a shonen property and a shonen movie, and you know I've been through this a thousand times on the podcast. I'll I'll, I'll die on my grave, fucking yelling. I'll be on my tombstone talking about power scaling and yeah. divisions and captains and rank structure. I love that shit. And this yeah. is where you would have that, and there's none. It's just principal who's irrelevant because Gojo's there. What yeah. what is Gojo's drink? He's teacher, but he's also the best guy. Yeah, like, he's does, literally like just the, the best. Does the other school have their Gojo? Or no, is Go, Gojo not. just works for everybody. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Now, if you tell me that, like, you know, Gojo's the best, but the other school also has their guy or girl who's also like maybe better, maybe less better, or even like, hey, you know what? Gojo's the dude. He's the sorcerer. The rival school has another sorcerer who's always been number two, and they're always striving to beat Gojo, but they never say that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, what's the point of having multiple schools then? Yeah. If Gojo can just teleport there and b- blow it up and be like, "We're done. Come to our like," it, 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 there's no point. Yeah. You know, and obviously the movie isn't about that, but the Night of a Thousand Demons or whatever shows them working together. So. How are you outputting enough sorcerers to to fight these many this onslaught yeah. if if there's not enough students? Yeah, I don't really. I, I it's the one thing I really don't get about the world building either. It's definitely like the biggest question that I have. Yeah, is, it's like Demon Slayer is like, hey, come to the trial. Here's your sword. Go. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, dude? This yeah. is it. <laughs> you know. I mean, Demon Slayer's got, like, the opposite problem, which is, like, and that's, like, kind of the problem with, like, the first arc is, like, okay, they all have to, like, battle demons to, like, become a Demon Slayer, but, like, none of them have, like, received enough training, really, except for Tanjiro, and they all are just, like, fucking dying. It's not hard, and I don't know why they don't, why people don't do this. This is obviously not related to the movie, but it kind of it is. Like, the school concept, great. Just copy Naruto. It's the it is the literally epitome of the greatest way to do rank structure and everything. You go to mm. school for years. You pass the academy. Guess what you're doing now? Apprenticeship. Yeah. And you're in a unit. You're on a unit with a, a more experienced ninja who yeah. teaches you the ropes of like actual combat training. And all the the the, the person that teaches you have to has to be at this level. Yeah. Rank to teach to, to mm-hmm. apprenticeship, right? And then you can just have 
new characters show up all any given point and be like, oh, that's their shonen or that that's their um jonin. Yeah. That's that team. That's team. Oh, there's ten teams. We lied. There's actually fifteen teams. It's easy to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that way everyone can have. By the time if we don't see Shikamaru for five years in the in real lifetime and we fucking see him again, and he's good. Well, he's had yeah. five years of he's had however many years of missions with his unit. Yeah. But to have it be we're going to class Monday, Wednesday, Friday from twelve to three, eating ramen in the kitchen, like. And the way our main character is learning in the woods for some random fucking guy about punching. Yeah. It it what kind of blockhead caveman and I look, I love Battle Manga. Yeah. And this and that's why I love this movie so much, because the movie is not that. No, the movie's not that at Yuta all. Yuta is not blockhead caveman, Unga Booga, no. punch kick. He like they have the the fucking monster of him and Maki actually sword fighting. Yeah. And him getting his ass kicked all the time. Yeah, he's getting... I mean, it's... Yeah, and there's, like, months and months of training that he's had to do to, like, even get to the point where he's at. And it's, like, you know... Especially in a school like this, like, they're not fucking doing mathematics. Like, yeah. all he's doing every day, probably for the last three months since the last time that, like, you saw him, is just this. Like, just learning about yard, demons. Using his sword, trying to fucking get a hit on Maki. You know, and what, it's so confusing to me, too... Like, just story-wise, which is obviously the biggest thing I'm talking about, but it's like, because we know this. Like, you, you already said this. Animation, top tier. Yeah. It's an anime movie by the studio you're talking about. It's going to be great. It looks amazing. Music, yeah. great. All stuff's great. Character design, fantastic. Everyone on the team looks great. Everyone on the main team of the main show looks boring. Whatever, fine. But in the series, Gojo is constantly helping Yuji. Mm-hmm. I don't see him help Yuta that much. No, he really doesn't help him at all, really. He, I mean, I think lets the him have most friends. is he probably taught him how to imbue the curse in his sword. Yeah. It's probably about the most that you... And that's not even like you saw him, like he explained it, and then it's just implied that he learned that. You don't even see him, like, teach it. Yeah. and when, Yeah, he's definitely, like, holding Yuji's hand in the fucking he, manga. Holding his hand, teaching him everything, and then yeah. Yuji's learning... And I know in the movie... Uh, Gojo's like kind of like let him have like let him have friends because he's never had friends yeah. before. So the concept I like that idea of like letting him breathe, let him learn to have something to fight for to get better. That's mm-hmm. that's a good element to the character. I think that's really really smart um, character development. Of like, well, yeah. Yuji doesn't need friends. He's had friends. He's yeah. had plenty of friends. You know, so for the guy who's never had any friends for years, and the last friend he had was the one who got murdered, who got killed in the car accident. So yeah. let him appreciate human contact again. I I like that story element, um, but it's also the reason why I think that, you know, that's a better interesting uh, character to have uh, as yeah. the, as the MC for the overall show. Um, plus, just the sword's cool, man. And also, I was thinking of this too, man. When this, mm. when they mentioned the sword imbuement part with the spirit thing, I was like, "This is a Shaman King. This is fucking Shaman King. <laughs> this is just Shaman King. This is just Yo from Shaman King." Yeah. It's even a Y name. It's even a Y name. It's true. You know. I'm mean? waiting for him to have fucking Rika pop up as a spirit ball so he can just like fucking smash. I, that I, shit. I, I was waiting to see him be like Rika into the sword and be like, "Oh, that's just that's just Shaman King, bro." <laughs> you know what I mean? Just a, a yeah. way. Uh, I don't know. Both both the sounds are cool, but. Um, is there anything else like about the movie that really stood out to you, man? Because I, I, I can go on, man. Like the style, I really like. Most of these times, I don't like these like prequel things, mm-hmm. but this one is just, is so much better than the fucking actual show to me. Yeah, that to me it was like, no, it stands out. I definitely agree. I definitely think, and I think that's the problem I have with the manga, which is like, so I read this. And then I watched the movie and then I'd already watched the anime before. Um, but I think after this was like, all right, I'm going to read Jujutsu. And so I started reading it and I got uh, to, caught up basically to where the anime had left off. And I was like, cool, new shit. But the new shit immediately after I started or after you caught up as well is like all the flashback shit with Gojo and Ghetto. Yeah. I'm like – not feeling this as much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it kind of that's kind of where I dropped it. Probably like I was probably like three quarters of the way through it, but it got to a point where I was like, I'm just not. 
feeling this as much. Like, even if it's like, even if he's like boring Ungabunga, at least he's not like fucking like Superman in Demon World. Because like, Superman works in like Superman story, but like Superman outside of the context of a Superman comic, I feel like doesn't usually work as well. Well, it's, as it's always the same thing that everyone says about Superman, which is that like, he's boring. What, what's the story you tell for the character that can't be beat physically? Yeah. It has to be an emotional story or a story about like his place in the universe. Is he is he is he human or is he Kryptonian? Yeah. Is he well mostly it just ends up being a yeah and basically ends up being like is he gonna keep being a Boy Scout like that's basically yeah. But Gojo's like, do I do Blue Prism attack here? Or, or do red I do? Or do I do purple? Yeah. Or do I fly like like Goku and then teleport here because I can do whatever the fuck I want whenever I want to and do a finger do blast? Do I open up my eyes and make you feel the uh, pain of infinite existence? Yeah. Sure. He's like literally. Oh, do I fight you like blindfolded? Like cool. Or do I just pull up the band the band, the bandage a little bit and then you yeah. get a little bit of oh one eye? Okay, you deserve one eye because if I open both, you're done. Yeah, you done, son. Yeah, okay. But all right. Um, yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, movie wise, yeah, I definitely agree. Like the soundtrack is great. Um, and I think another thing I think we didn't really touch on as well, which I think is something that the show and the movie really get right about this series a lot is that I think they do a really really good job of setting up the atmosphere of the world as well especially with this being like a more like horror tinged battle shonen yeah more so than even other ones that involve demon like this this one is much more like horror tinged than like even like demon slayer or anything like that um and i think they do a really good job of like setting up that atmosphere especially in this movie in particular there's a lot of those great i mean we talked about it earlier but like that fucking scene in the very beginning where you see the footlocker and like it slowly creaks open, you see like the deformed bodies, like that is straight up out of a horror movie. Yeah. Like that would some that is something you would expect to see in like The Grudge or something like that. Uh, yeah, but. absolutely. I, I do think though, uh, kind of what you're saying is that the, I think this movie does that really well because the character lends to it, but then when it's translated to the show, it's a little bit less because the main character punches you in the face. Yeah, that's true. And there's there's, there's a level of creepy or horror that's removed from the story or from the tension building when the main character goes, okay, and then this dicks you in the chin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think it's the stuff that, yeah, I think specifically the stuff based around Yuji is not so much. There's a couple of different arcs and especially with like the Sasuke clone. I can't remember his name, but Sasuke clone, um, (laughs) his stuff specifically, it's probably one of my favorite moments of the whole anime, which is like when he awakens to his domain. It's not really horror-themed, horror-tinged, but it's that's just a great moment because it's not like fucking Unga Bunga Punch. Like it's him like doing interesting stuff with the shadow creatures. Yeah. And like his domain expansion for that is really interesting. Sure. Um, also, he like goes fucking batshit insane for like a hot second. He has yeah. like that fucking crazy look on his face. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the overall atmosphere for the movie is done really, really well. And yeah, like, Mappa's action scenes, especially with uh, Yuta and Rika facing off against Ghetto at the end, like, yeah, that so camera work is, like, fucking phenomenal. So, yeah, it's so good. So good. It's so good. I mean, there's it's the shot. There's the shot where. That's the, the stuff with Panda as well is really, really good. It is, but there's the shot where Yuta and, and, and Ghetto or whatever are fighting, mm-hmm. and um, they. It's the top shot where they cut, he comes against the wall and you test like they swing around each other. Like there's mm-hmm. a top shot facing down at the ground and they're up against that wall. Yeah. Uh, it's just a really good shot and the animation is, is really, really good. And mm-hmm. I, I like the power, quote unquote power up scenes, like the charging yeah. up scenes look really good. Um, and just overall just looks, it's cool and stylish, but again, just, you know, bleach rip off. But that's fine. Yeah, even I mean, the, even Bleach, the fucking kind of set the standard for that whole like mixing of hip hop urban culture with a with a battle shonen. So 
Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. And just even like modern, just fashionable looking stuff. But yeah, um, yeah, man, I, I really, really enjoyed the movie, and I knew I liked the story anyways because I read the manga, so I knew that I liked the character, and I liked the story, so I yeah. knew I wasn't gonna not like it. Um, I was, I was way more interested in this than than I, uh, I thought I was gonna be, just because I thought that mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how it was gonna look. Um, but I actually ended up, and usually I prefer manga over everything. Mm-hmm. But this is like a way better way to to consume this uh, I think, story. I think so as well. I think it's one of the few times, and I think it's probably because it is so short of a story arc. Yeah. But I think it really is one of those things where like the movie actually really helps enhance sure. the story of the manga. And, and I think the, the actually having – and I think – I don't know. A lot of people, anime fans in general probably will probably lean towards having – voice acting and stuff for the story Mm -hmm. but like i think the comic book does a better job generally speaking but here i really do think in the way that the format is with a movie not being a show but the sound effects in the movie the voices Mm -hmm. um all the all that stuff really lends to the way the actor who plays the japanese actor who plays yuta is really really good yeah and he's very clear that he's like unsure of himself and the way this voice sounds um and i imagine that when he shows up later in the time skip, I, I, I assume they're going to cast the same person, but then just like straight flatten that voice out and make it sound yeah. like, make it sound like, um, like yeah, make super, him confident. super yeah. confident and super like, you know, murderous or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to that, even though I don't really watch anime, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's it, man. If I had to give it a rating, dude, I, I say four out of five, man, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, man, I'd probably give it a four out of five as well. Um, I think, yeah, there's a couple of gripes with like the overall world building stuff, um, but most of most of it, like, it's like it's fucking nonstop roller coaster, dude. It it starts and it doesn't really let up, which I think for a battle shonen movie is kind of like what you want. I mean, there are definitely like brief pauses, but for the most part, like, I mean, it's fucking all gas, no brakes. So yeah, absolutely, man. Well, hey guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. We'll see you back next week with more Check the Vending Machines. See you, guys.